Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni, short for anonymous, over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share the ins and outs, the ups and downs, the backwards and forwards, um, all the lovely details of my personal deslopification process. As I work to get my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 62. 62. Okay. I am talking about the layers of a clean house or eliminating the urgent whichever one I decide to actually title it. Um, but they're basically the same thing. Um, but before I do that, I want to talk about our sponsor for this week's podcast. And that is drinkbands.com. That's drinkbands.com. If you are looking for a way to keep your family from using up every glass in your cabinet, check out this solution created by Drink Bands. It's a family company. It's an easy way to identify your glass so you don't need to get a new one each time you're thirsty. There'll be a full review on the site, aslopcomesclean.com next week. But I'm excited that Drink Bands is offering you, the podcast listeners, a podcast exclusive 20% discount. Head to drinkbands.com and click on slob in the red menu bar at the top of the page, and that will get you to the discount code. Um, I'm excited to review those next week, uh, but the basic idea is if you don't have a thousand plastic cups of all different shapes and sizes in your cabinets, which I personally have decluttered those of mine, which means that I try to just stick with our little glass, pretty grown-up glasses. Um, I have a post about that, but um, the problem with that is that they all look the same. And then out of paranoia, I just grab a new glass. And then by about midway through the day, especially in the summer when everyone's home 24 hours a day, um, we are out. So this is a way to mark those glasses. Um, okay. So podcast number 62, our subject, like I said, is um, the layers of a clean house. And I kind of hesitated to do a podcast today because if you didn't notice, I'm a little stuffed up. I am having a major allergy attack for the last two days. I have thankfully generally avoided allergies somehow. They've gotten so much better as I've gotten older or just old, whatever you want to call it. Um, But every once in a while, it just hits me big time. And it's always at the worst possible times. And that's kind of why I went ahead and just decided to go ahead and record this podcast because, um, it's, you know, I actually have other podcast ideas on my list of things to do for podcasts, but this one just fits for right now because of my unique situation, which is, um, we in Texas, let's just talk about the weather for a minute. Um, because you know, that's what grownups do, but, um, seriously, the weather in Texas has been bizarre for the last month, I would say, um, you know, all of our, I think there's one natural lake in all of Texas, which it's funny. Um, a friend of mine on Facebook who I haven't personally met, but we're in a podcasting group together. Uh, she 
is in Texas right now living for, I think, eight months or something like that. She's actually from New Zealand. And she um, she said something about, I'm on a man-made lake. Like, isn't that really cool? Um, yeah, that's all we have in Texas because lakes are not natural here. Water is not really natural. I guess it's a little more deserty than other places. Um, I've actually been to New Zealand where everything is beautiful. <laughs> At least everything I saw was beautiful. Um, but in Texas, it's all man-made lakes. And my understanding, not to give a history lesson because I'm probably wrong somewhere, but my understanding is that after the Dust Bowl that happened back in the Depression time, you know, where stock market and... Um, weather related things all kind of hit at the same time and ended up with the depression. Um, seriously, I'm saying it like I know what I'm talking about, but this is just what I think I remember from school. Um, but during that time, you know, after that, uh, they really started working on making man-made lakes to prevent, you know, that complete drought in the future. And over the last several years, we've had a big time drought in Texas and our lakes have been getting super low and, you know, people weren't able to get out on them because they were so low and, you know, it just was all these problems. Well, now all of a sudden for the last month, we have been having rain like nobody's business and I will not complain about it. I mean, my mom's dad was a farmer and so I was taught you don't complain about rain. So I don't, I don't complain. I'm not going to complain. But now all of a sudden, like we had a, a weekend planned for Memorial Day as a family to go up to, um, the little lake house that I'm going to actually talk about. This podcast all does just come together in the subject area. But anyway, we were going to go up to my parents' little lake house that they have. And, um, we can't because the lake is like 18 or 19 feet above normal, which I don't fully understand how that works, except that, um, yeah, it's, it's scary. Like you can't, you can't use it like you normally would. And you have to be careful because things that are normally not underwater are now underwater. And so being in a boat on the lake is more dangerous. And anyway, in our little lake. So anyway, we had to not do that. And we have a little lake where we live. And so we said, Hey, why don't everybody come down here instead of going up there and, um, you know, we'll go out on the lake here because we just got a new boat, which is exciting, but a new old boat, just so you know. Anyway, if you are someone who is like me and identifies with my slob problem, perhaps that made a little pitter patter happen in your heart. Um, because like normal people, I think they go, Oh, everybody just, you know, everybody in this group of 11, 12 people, why don't you just come to my house for the week for this weekend? Um, like in my mind, everybody else in the world can say stuff like that. And it's not, um, you know, doesn't cause like an earthquake to happen in their brain. Um, but for people like me to say something like that is a really big deal. You know, when I was not planning on having people not just coming over, but also actually staying over, which means they might, I don't know, need to use the bathroom or take showers or whatever. Um, that kind of stuff. It's like, it's a new level, especially when you have multiple people coming over. So it just kind of hit me that, okay, I've come a really long way because I would have had to, um, 
just make up some reason why that wasn't a possibility for us to spur the moment. And it's not really spur the moment. I had probably, I guess, Monday we made, started making this decision. Um, and it's Thursday now and they're coming Saturday. Um, but really though, that's a big deal because I, I would have had to make up some excuse cause I would have looked around and said, I can't do that. There's just no possible way where instead, um, and it actually has worked out really well. I had crazy days on Monday and Tuesday. However, I didn't really have anything that I had to urgently do Wednesday through Friday. And so I was able to say, sure, come on down thinking, well, I'll work on it. And then yesterday I wasn't running around doing the urgent stuff. I was able to work in my boy's room because, you know, their cousin's going to be here and I was able to work in their room and I was even able to work in my master bedroom, which believe me, I can keep that master bedroom door shut so that nobody sees in there. But I was able to think, you know, wouldn't it be nice if I didn't have to be quite so paranoid about that door being shut? Sorry, I had to pause just for a second to sneeze. Y'all are so lucky that I got the pause button hit before that. Um, But you know, I was really, okay, so I five years ago, I probably would have found a reason to not have everybody down here. You know, when I say everybody, I'm talking my parents, my brother and his wife and his two kids, aunt and uncle, you know, I mean, these are family members. There are people who know what I'm like, but I probably would have found a reason to not be able to do it. Um, and if I would have needed to do it, I would have had to focus on just the absolute most you know, basic living areas. But because of daily routines, even though it's been crazy lately, and even though I haven't been perfect in them, but because of daily routines, the house is not that bad, you know, so I can spend yesterday and today working on, you know, non-urgent things, but things that I would like to have done. Um, and then tomorrow do the major cleaning of, you know, get everything ready for them to actually come down. Um, so that's a big deal. I hope that, you know, one of the things I talk about when I speak is I want to make, well, I I try to say this on the blog and in the podcast and everything too, but I really want to make sure people understand there is no perfection. I mean, I have read pre-blog. I mean, I read all the books. I read everything that seemed like, oh, maybe this will solve my problem. Cause I didn't really realize the problem was me and not necessarily the method itself. But, um, you know, I, I would read these things and I always had this impression that once these authors had figured it out, that it was, you know, it was over, like they figured it out and that was it. Um, that is never going to happen for me. Cause I have basically figured it out and yet it's still a struggle. And yet it's still always going to be a struggle because this is how my brain works. It does not naturally, I mean, I will never move like a robot through my house cleaning up and go, oh my goodness, my house is clean and I don't even know how it happened. (laughs) That's not going to happen in my house. So anyway, I have to be very conscious and focused. um, And yet this is one of those times where I'm seeing the benefit of the habits that I have created that I have made sure I've done even, you know, all the time, you know, grasping this concept and actually acting upon it has had a positive effect in that I can do this. 
And then we have the fact that I have a horrible allergy attack yesterday and today. And I seriously cannot stand cleaning when I'm having horrible allergies because the bending over, I don't know if you're not a sinus person, I'm sorry, I don't want to gross you out. But I mean, the bending over and picking something up off the floor and your sinuses just like your nose immediately starts running. And I I seriously hate that feeling. But I can do it and I can say, okay, I'm going to do this as long as I can stand it. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to take, you know, two Benadryl and sit there and be in a fog for however long, you know, I need to do because it's not completely urgent life or death. It's just, wow, I would really like to get this done before we have people in the house, if that makes sense. So I'm going to talk about the layers of a clean house. I posted this on Facebook. It's about a year old, I think the post is. Um, I put it up on Facebook. I think it was last week or the week before. It just kind of being like, oh, yeah, that's a good post. And, um, and it resonated with people way more than I expected it to. It was kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, I mean, people really seem to respond. And if you are not on Facebook, I just urge you to come over and like the page. I know sometimes you don't feel like you can publicly identify yourself with a slob. And I totally understand that. Um, but it is really fun to see. I would say 99% of the people on there are totally not jerks and are really fun and supportive of one another. And I try to delete the jerks. But anyway, uh, just go to aslobcomesclean.com slash connect and you can get the link directly to my Facebook page as well as all my other social media channels. Okay. So in this post, I talked about being up at the lake, the lake house that we can't go to. And the lake house up there is a, um, it's like a single wide trailer. So it's not big, um, but it's a really great place where we can just go and get away and it's free. So uh, we love to go there as a family. And this I wrote after we'd been up there, actually, maybe it's two years ago uh, for spring break. We'd gone up for spring break and normally we go up and we might stay two nights, but this time we stayed five nights. So it was just a really great, like a, a slob lab for me, just to kind of see how things work. Because here's here's how it is: we get there, and it is clean. You know, it's perfect. Now, you, you, I've talked about my mom a lot. My mother is hyper organized, and she has lots of stuff, but she keeps it all under control. She is the queen of routines. I mean, she was my Girl Scout leader and we had caper charts and we actually followed them and she didn't lose them the way I do as a Girl Scout leader. But I mean, we, she's the queen of, you know, creating systems and all that kind of stuff. So we, um, she has a list of this is the stuff that I need you to do when you get here. This is the stuff that I need you to do when you leave. And so every time we leave, I mean, I don't think she listens to podcasts, so I'm going to go ahead and say it, but I don't do everything on the get there part. You know, she has little things like blow the leaves off the porch. I'm like, yeah, we're fine with the leaves. So we just do it before we actually leave. But anyway, um, but there's this list of things that you're supposed to do before you leave the lake house. And so it's always clean. You know, it's always perfectly clean when we get there and there's dust covers on things to keep, you know, cause you don't know how long it's going to be bet- between the times when people are going to be there. And, um, so we get there, we take the dust covers off of everything and we just start relaxing. And it's just so nice because it's, it's clean, you know, you're, you're walking into a clean space and it just feels great. Well then for the first day or two, I am super on top of the dishes because, I started with a clean slate and a clean slate inspires me to keep going and to keep it clean 
And even though there's no dishwasher, it's okay. You know, we'll just use paper plates and then we'll wash everything else and we can keep it under control. And, oh, life is so much better when I'm doing the dishes all the time. And when the kitchen's always clean, it's so much easier to, you know, whatever. And that lasts about two days, which is usually how long we're there. However, this particular time we were there five days. And so the newness of, oh, I'm going to stay on top of everything kind of wore off after a couple of days. And so by the time it was time for us to go, it was a lot more work than usual when we're only there two days and I'm still staying on top of things pretty well. But because it was, um, that way, you know, it kind of showed me, okay, these are the layers of a clean house. Layer number one for a clean house is, um, the daily stuff. Okay. That's the stuff that isn't a project. It's just the stuff that, we do because it's what we have to do. For me, that's doing the dishes every single night, emptying them every single morning, keeping laundry laundry under control through my own laundry day, which is what works best for my personality type. Um, it's doing five minute pickups consistently so that it never gets just hugely piled up in the, in the house with junk and clutter. Um, it's that daily stuff. And then layer two I was going to say was cleaning. Like, you know, when I wrote this post, I was, you know, cause I'm always writing posts inside my head, especially as I'm cleaning. Unfortunately, the best way for me to cure writer's block is to clean. I know, right? As soon as I start cleaning, then more posts are going through my head. So as I was doing this, you know, getting this last day, okay, we have to get everything under control before we actually leave. Um, we have to, you know, make sure we've gone through the list that Grammy puts on the wall of things to do. Um, as I'm doing this in my head, I'm thinking, oh, so first it's the daily stuff and then it's the cleaning. And then I realized, no, 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 it's the daily stuff. And then the next layer is decluttering. And the way that I saw this was, um, you know, when we're, I'm, I'm, catching up on all the daily stuff. I'm getting the kitchen, the dishes cleaned and the dishes put away and, you know, all the things that we should have been doing anyway, you know, throwing away whatever it is that, you know, didn't get thrown away when it should have. Um, I can't go straight to cleaning from that because the first thing that I do or the thing that I do before I start cleaning is I take all of our personal stuff out of the, um, out of the lake house. And I put it out on the patio and so that my husband can start loading into the car. But I do that before I get to the cleaning. And it hit me that that's, that's decluttering. Those are things that don't actually have a place in my home. You know, those are, those are things that at the lake house, there's not a, you know, a place to put away our suitcases or our stuff. You know, it's the stuff that we brought in that we're going to take out. So there's no real home for it there. That's the same thing as clutter. You know, I can't see what needs to be cleaned. I can't truly get a grasp. I can't just get in there and start cleaning until the stuff that really doesn't have a home and really isn't supposed to be there is out. That's clutter in my normal everyday house. You know, cleaning is so much easier when there isn't clutter, actually you can't clean when there's clutter everywhere. So like for me personally, this week, as I'm looking toward, you know, getting ready for family to come down, I look around and I, you know, I can't clean my boy's bedroom or my bedroom properly because there's clutter everywhere. So if I have to get those, those clutter 
things out of there. But I know, okay, on Friday, no matter how far I've gotten in those, I can clean because the living room doesn't have a lot of clutter. I'm going to have to pick up first, but it's not cluttered the way that it used to be before the blog. Um, you know, there's basically in the living room and the game room and the dining room and the kitchen, those are the things, those are the places where, you know, people are going to hang out. Those things don't have extra stuff in them that aren't supposed to be there that are keeping me from even being able to clean. And so I know that I can get down to cleaning. Not that they don't have any extra stuff, but they, but it's so much less than it ever used to be. So I can get to cleaning. So just hit me. Okay. So the daily stuff is first, then there's the decluttering and then it's the cleaning. So I think this is part of the problem for people like me is we just hear, I'll just say I, I hear I need to clean house, but I've realized that's a different thing for me than it is for other people. You know, someone says they need to clean house. Well, for me, it had always meant if I was going to clean house, I first had to catch up on the daily stuff, the stuff that I should have been doing every single day. I had to catch up on that first. And then I had to catch up on decluttering. I had to get stuff out. Well, when you're in a big hurry like that, stuff shifting becomes a whole lot more logical than actual stuff removal. Okay. And so you just start shoving things into the master bedroom or into whatever space I could justify locking and not letting people in, which only presented more problems for later for another time. So, you know, because I just simply didn't have the time and the focus and the mental energy because I was in such a frantic hurry to get to, you know, being able to clean that I would just shove things, stuff shoving, stuff shifting, whatever. Um, then finally I could start to clean where, you know, this helped me see because I had this little five day microcosm, this little five day slob lab for myself. I could see, okay, this is what happens when I let up on the daily stuff and I'm not focused on that then I have to do that first. You can't even start cleaning until you've done all that kind of stuff, like the dishes and all that. Um, Then I have to get stuff out of here and then I can finally start cleaning, which is the stuff that I really have to do, you know, to do the right thing, you know, that whole cleaning aspect of things. So um, I hope that my brain fog has not been too bad today as I ramble on and try not to sneeze and try to make sure that I pause it before I do sneeze. Cause, um, if you'll notice that has happened several times. Um, and then I may have lost my train of thought when I came back after the sneezes. Seriously, you don't want to hear them. I unfortunately am a loud sneezer. So, um, but thank you for joining me today. I hope that, um, I hope this makes sense to you because this has been a huge part of it you know, for me, as I look at this, I can look over the whole overall five years of deslobification, which, oh my goodness, it's getting close to six, but those five years of deslobification, it's basically the same thing. You know, it was getting those daily habits under control, which was contrary to what I thought. I thought I needed to clean my house and then start maintaining it, but that was wrong. I needed to start with the daily habits, which is what I ended up doing, um, out of complete desperation. I said, I just need to figure out how to keep the dishes done consistently because that is making me crazy. And I knew that not having the dishes done made it so much harder to ever gain traction, but that, that was it in the beginning of the blog, in the beginning of my deslobification process, all I did 
was just focus on those daily habits, figuring out, okay, what is making me the craziest? What boggles my mind the most? I'm going to solve that problem day after day after day until I finally get it figured out. Now, unfortunately, figuring it out is not the end. Then you have to actually, you know, act on what you figured out, which is, I don't know, do the dishes, (laughs) which is not fun, which is not as fun as figuring things out. I'll promise you that. Um, but then, you know, through doing the daily stuff, I found my, my time freed up because it didn't take me three hours to do the dishes. It only took me 10 or 15 minutes when I was doing just one day's or one meal's worth of dishes every single day. And when the three hours that in my mind I thought I needed to be doing dishes, which those three hours I would avoid doing anything because I thought, well, I can't do, I mean, I just can't justify doing this when I need to do dishes. Meanwhile, I wasn't doing dishes, but whatever. Um, But once I freed up so much time, then I focused on decluttering in that extra time that I had and getting stuff out of my house made my daily habits easier. The daily habits maintained the progress I was making with decluttering. And then it was not until about six months into the blog that I started my weekly cleaning routine, which sometimes I do great on other times, like right now I stink at. Okay. But that weekly cleaning routine of doing those big things like cleaning the bathrooms and mopping the kitchen floor and all that kind of stuff, those big things, there really wasn't any point in trying to get those figured out until the daily habits were under control and the decluttering. And so that's part of that layer, part of those layers of a clean house is that right there, you know, not just yes, in this little microcosm of, you know, figuring out how to clean my house. Yes, I got to take care of the daily stuff first, then this, then this, but just in the overall making huge progress in the overall state of my home, this is basically how it worked. So Uh, if you don't know what to do, do the dishes. That's the thing. And then do them again tomorrow and then do them again the next day until they're not taking three hours until you start to get a real true grasp of, oh, that's how long it takes to do one day's worth of dishes. Because I did not understand that before I started actually making it a real habit, not just knowing it should be a habit, but actually making it a real habit and getting experiential evidence for myself of, okay, this is how long this personally takes me if I do it consistently, which then motivates me to do it consistently. Cause I know it takes a lot longer when I don't do it consistently. Um, and if this just boggles your mind, I recommend my own ebook, 28 days to hope for your home. Uh, which leads you through the development of four very basic habits that will bring you to a place where you feel like, okay, uh, I can do this. And that's, that's the daily habits. That's the first number one step to, uh, making real progress in your home. But also don't forget about drink bans. If you are like us and you find in the summer that, um, you run out of glasses about three o'clock in the afternoon because everybody's been getting a new one every time, uh, check out drink bands and just go to drinkbands.com or I will have a link as well in the show notes here. And, uh, in the red bar at the top, there is, uh, the word slob and that's special for you, my podcast listeners to, um, get a discount code there, but just go check them out and see how it works and, uh, look for the review to come up next week on the blog. If you are not subscribed to my daily deslobification blogcasts, uh, you need to do that so that you don't miss those time sensitive things. 
Okay. Thanks so much for joining me and I will talk to you next week. Bye.